0: Welcome to Rapid Roundup, a series where we take several games throughout the week, do many critiques on them, and let you know what we think. Throughout all of this, my name is Moriarty. And this is Brax. And this week, we'll be taking a look at... Imperatum. Guardians of Life. Proletarian Budget Survival and Polycube. Later on in the week on Wednesday, we will take a look at A Bloody Night,
1: a retro hack and slash side scroller that is really fast, has a pretty neat art style, although it has a couple of flaws, and really reminds me of going to an arcade, putting a few quarters in and having a good time.
0: And then on Friday, we'll take a look at Throw Anything, a wave-based shooter at heart where you can break up anything in a room and throw it out the window in order to stop zombies from coming up and getting you. But the question is, are we tired of the wave-based shooter, even with minor changes? But, for now, let's round them up. Guardians of Life is yet another wave-based shooter. That allows you to use a
1: crossbow. I've seen this before.
0: No, you've seen games exactly like this, but you haven't actually seen this game.
1: Oh, really? Because it seems like this is identical to a few things, like Keep Defending maybe would be an example.
0: Keep Defending has a much cuter art style. This is probably closest to Elven Assassin. Ah, that that actually
1: is a much better comparison. Yep, looks like Elven Assassin.
0: The only difference being that you have a crossbow instead of an actual bow, but it's very similar. It is a tower defense game in VR where you can move between your various towers and you have to kill the skeletons that are trying to take down your base. There are various defenses and once they break through them they don't have them again. And you have waves.
1: Horde-based shooter in a tower with a bow. What could I say other than does this do something you haven't seen yet? Is it exciting in any way? Is it fresh? Is it new? Did you feel like, oh, this is a part of a Horde-based shooter that I haven't seen before?
0: This did absolutely nothing special for me. What I did is I played it and said, oh, this does nothing special for me. So, I had my mother come over and play it. This is actually her footage that we're watching right now.
1: That explains the Kirby controllers.
0: (laughs) Those are actually mine. But the thing is that she played it and she thought that it was okay but it wasn't particularly exciting even to her. I felt like, perhaps, with how many I've played, I would be completely biased and I would say, oh, it's just another wave-based shooter, it's not worth playing, because there's so many out there. Gave it to my mother, she played it, she said, it's a wave-based shooter, it's okay. She enjoyed the fact that she was able to shoot things with bows, but I feel like if I put her in any other game, Elven Assassin included, or Serious Sam, she would have gotten into that and had a lot more fun. She had difficulty shooting, she had difficulty figuring out the controls, she had difficulty figuring out why she was hitting people and they weren't dying, because several times I saw her put an arrow through a skeleton and it did no damage. So this is probably not the best of this kind of example of game.
1: Right, and that's what makes me hard to get excited about it or recommend it at first glance, because what I see is something I've seen before, but it's not quite as good. To me, graphically, it doesn't look as good, and I don't like the font that it seems to be using. It doesn't look as sharp and crisp as other ones that I've seen. Like, Keep Defending was cool, Elven Assassin was cool. This looks like it's that, but it's just not quite on that tier, if that makes sense.
0: It's a very basic, very basic tower defense game. The only thing it really has going for it is that it's $5. I expected that. If
1: this is going to be sold, in the market with there being other games like it already there that have already proven they're pretty good at what they do, then I definitely would have been disappointed to hear that it was more than $5. So I think that's a fair price, but again, this really does come down to the player's library. If you already have Elven Assassin or Keep Defending or Serious Sam, some games like that in your library, I really don't know if there's a reason for you to pick this one up even at $5. However, if you've never played this type of game in VR and you want to try it out, maybe this really basic experience for that low price would be something you could consider.
0: Whereas personally, I think that it's exactly the opposite. It's a $5 game, which means that you can, for $2 more, get Keep Defending, or for a few dollars more, pick up Alchemist Defender, or any of the others that are really good tower defense games. And There are some really good tower defense games out there, and unfortunately, this just does not challenge the title.
1: Proletarian budget survival is the worst excuse for a battle royale that I have ever played in my life. That's pretty strong. It is strong. The game actually sort of made me mad because it shouldn't be on the store. Like, it really should not even be on Steam right now. It's completely unfinished. All you do is walk around. There's no one playing it, so you will be the only person alive. And this is basically, like, just a way of testing what it's like to walk around in this world. But get this, every house you walk into is not even finished. Like there's no furniture, there's nothing there. Like the houses are completely empty. The only thing that you'll find laying around might be a gun and you'll find a pistol or SMG, something laying around like that. The gunplay in this game is atrocious. There's no bullet drop, there's no spray pattern, there's no ballistics. The sounds are really bad. There's like always a white noise in the background for no reason at all. And that is like the only noise you will hear until you shoot your gun. This game just really feels like a developer is actually trying to take advantage of the trendy battle royale genre right now by taking some assets that are you know free and just throwing them into a game and and throwing the battle royale name on it and putting it on steam
0: really disappointed that actually makes a lot of sense because that is what i was seeing when i was reviewing the game before you know review when we were looking at it and researching it is a lot of people were saying these were just assets from the unreal engine store and that was it just thrown in there The Unreal Engine, of course, is free to use now so it's not particularly surprising. So the guy took a free engine, took some free assets from the store, threw it in there and then threw on some basic coding. I have a feeling that we know a coder or two who could probably make this game in an afternoon.
1: I would not be surprised by that at all, Uh, based upon the amount of effort. That seems to have went into this. Yeah, one afternoon sounds about right.
0: (laughs) So in that case, for $5, I mean, you could just go get Fortnite for free if you're really looking for a budget PUBG. Right? Why would you not? I don't even like Fortnite,
1: but Fortnite is one million times the game that this is. Again, it really comes down to this. I don't know why this is a game. I don't know why it's on the store. Like, if he was working on this and it's a thing and he just started it like yesterday i could understand that but why is it on the store why would you want anyone to see this in its current state it makes no sense to me it's also a 12 gigabyte download and once you get in there my computer runs this game on high at lower frames than it runs pubg on high so it's terribly optimized just absolutely awful i had to play this game on low to get more than like 60 frames and it's not a computer issue like i said because Fortnite, PUBG, I can play all of those things on high and get decent frames. With this, I was getting, like, 20 frames on high. And I'm like, why? It's ugly. I don't understand. Like, this game is poorly optimized. It's it's just in a really bad state. And even if there were other people to play with, I think that it still wouldn't be very fun. Because, again, like I say, the guns have no patterns, no recoil or anything So the combat, I'm sure, would be pretty atrocious as well. I also don't understand why weapons levitate on top of the floor when you pick them up like i could go on all day about why i don't like this game but i'm going to stop because that's not productive for anyone i'll just keep it short and sweet and say i do not recommend this game
0: this comes across to me personally as a money grab something that people decided to throw up onto steam because hey why not make some money from people in the beginning and i also can't recommend it for that reason if this were a fully fleshed out game and it were a ten dollar game and to come out and say hey this is $10, and it is our version of PUBG. No, it's not as good, but hey, it's also not $30. Maybe then, but at $5 for what you're getting here, you honestly are better off just getting it free in Fortnite. G. Polycube is VR's take on Tetris.
1: I like Tetris. I like VR. It really does look exactly like Tetris. Even the shapes are the same. That's... Interesting.
0: It is Tetris, but it is obviously in 3D, so instead of just having one bar along the bottom, you have a cube of five by five, and you need to create entire planes, not just one line.
1: Well, that adds another dimension, no pun intended. It also seems like it would make it a bit more difficult and... Not exactly like traditional Tetris, which is refreshing to me because when I hear Tetris in VR, I don't get that excited about it. But seeing this, it does look kind of neat.
0: It's an interesting enough game, but I think it's really for people who enjoy Tetris more than anything. The thing about this particular title is that it is both VR and non-VR. So if you want to play this game and you don't have VR, you can do that and you'll just control things with the keyboard and your mouse. I think you're kind of losing out a little bit on that, but... You can do it if you want. This game, however, has a couple of problems that really, really bothered me. Uh, Do tell, please. First off, the little box that you're doing everything in is way too small. and It's very hard to see. Everything's really low. So it should be a lot larger and it should be a lot higher instead of being on the ground
1: i noticed that as well why is the room so big and then the box is just this little thing in the middle they should have made that bigger like why not have the focus of the game actually be the focus like why is it just one small thing in the middle of this really large room the scale
0: seems to be a bit off that's my first big problem you can't easily see what's going on you have to kind of work around how small it is. The other issue is that, because it is for so many platforms, the controls are very, very difficult to learn. The way you turn everything and move pieces on the board is not intuitive at all. And the tutorial that they force you to go through, which thankfully they do force you to go through it, unfortunately the way that they teach you everything is here, press this button and press it enough times, and you will often find that you've pressed a button and you don't know what exactly you've pressed, which one it is, and it's just not very well explained. So for me, when I'm going through the game and I'm playing the game, I'm looking at it going, I have no real clue which button does what, and it's mostly just experimentation.
1: Right, so can you rotate these objects three-dimensionally? Can you make them stand vertical instead of horizontal?
0: You can do that, I'm assuming, right? You absolutely can do it. I never figured out how to do it, even though I went through a tutorial that taught me, theoretically, how to do it.
1: That's odd. I would think that it would seem to me it would kind of be pretty simple to just have one button spin things on their horizontal axis and one spin them on their vertical axis. Does it not work that way? It
0: doesn't seem to. Again, it's very, very confusing. And that's really my biggest issue is that even if it is a fun game and it's enjoyable, it's confusing. And I found myself sitting here going, I don't know exactly how to do what I'm trying to do.
1: Well, that is disappointing. How much does it cost?
0: The game hasn't been released yet, so I don't have a price. It will have been released shortly after this video comes out but as of now I have no idea how much it's going to cost. That's
1: fair and it seems like it might be hard to give a recommendation based on the fact that the game doesn't really show you how to play the game.
0: It's a little hard to give a recommendation yeah I think it's enjoyable and I think that it has some neat things especially for the fact that it does both VR and non-VR but it's just not quite as obvious as I feel like it should be for players.
1: Imperatum is a sci-fi action RPG that combines many of the traditional elements that you would expect out of that, but what makes it a little different is the combination of. You can use your skills in active or passive mode, which really changes things up because basically it means that you can use an attack as a way to heal yourself. It's kind of complicated, but it's also really neat. If I were to explain what this game is, I would say it's really a loot fest, like that's really what it's about, looting and crafting and creating better equipment. And that never really stops. You are constantly, as you go along, picking something up. And it's kind of overwhelming. Your inventory fills up within a matter of...
0: You know, that sounds perfect, considering that the way that they describe this game is a sci-fi, Diablo-like action RPG.
1: And that is pretty much the vibe that i got from it i could see why they would call it that that makes a lot of sense and that's a good comparison to make i also got a little bit of destiny vibe out of it with the armor and the way that you slot armor in and you can use certain items to change a common armor to a rare armor which is also like some diablo type stuff and people have said you know destiny stole that from the older style RPGs that were already doing that this game definitely fits within that mold i think it can be really fun for fans of that genre. The only thing about this game that I don't like is that you can tell that it's an early access. And that may sound a little unfair of me to say because it is an early access, but it's also really clunky. Like the the audio, not the greatest. It just feels unpolished, unfinished. It's also has some frame drop issues. Like when too many of your enemy characters get on the screen at the same time, you can really feel the game slow down and bog down a bit. It just feels like it's still a little too early for me to truly enjoy it. And I think it has a lot of potential, though, because there is so much going on in terms of currency and the way that you manage your inventory and the way that you can hotkey different skills and abilities and mix those skills into lots of different combinations. I did enjoy taking a regular weapon and using some item to turn that into a cooler weapon that actually does shock damage or fire damage as well as what it normally did before. There's also melee and flamethrowers and machine guns like lots of cool little stuff to do but there's also like the same enemies that you also seem to be fighting and the game really does feel repetitive after a while so for me the looting the crafting the combination of skills that is the saving grace of the game if it weren't for those things that are sort of like diablo i really don't think this game would be very fun
0: that's fair enough this is from what i've been able to see A bunch of Diablo players who said, you know, why isn't there a sci-fi version of just fantasy medieval stuff? I think that's a good question to ask. There's no reason why we shouldn't have a sci-fi version. I would like to play in a giant sci-fi world. That being said, this doesn't particularly excite me right now, because there are really good action RPGs out there. There's really good Action RPGs that aren't Diablo out there as well, though Diablo, of course, is incredibly good. If you're looking for a good action RPG, it's hard to say, well, you should pick this up instead of, say, Torchlight. I can't argue
1: with that, but for me, the biggest problem and the reason that I can't recommend this game is the price. It's $20 right now, and maybe in full release, I could come back to this and say, oh, it's worth $20. But in the current state, there's no way that I would recommend the game for $20. I would say $9.99. Maybe even lower than that would be a fair price for it, but I don't think it deserves to be up there in that $20 price range. Sort of because of the thing that you just said, but there are other action RPGs that are just more fun to play than this. Are they sci-fi? No. Does this have that going for it? Sure it does, and I think it's really neat. But at the end of the day, this is really about having fun, and I don't think you get $20 worth of fun out of this game in the same way that you could for other action arts that are priced along this.
0: Hey Brax, are you a murderer? I am not a murderer, actually. Why do you ask? Well, I assume you have to be a murderer because you've played violent video games.
1: Ah, that is sound logic. Uh, got me there. Yeah, yeah.
0: What we're seeing now, especially in the news from the President of the United States, from various senators, from quite a lot of people, really, is that violent video games are to be blamed for all of the ills in American history and all of the ills in America present.
1: Right, which is quite nonsensical, considering that video games have only existed for a few decades. But it seems like video games, violent video games, let me rephrase that, take so much blame for the things that have happened recently with, you know, a school shooting or all of those tragedies. And I have a concern, basically, that this is a deflection tactic.
0: Violent video games have never caused you to kill anybody.
1: Absolutely not. I've never even had the urge to kill anyone, especially not because of violent video games.
0: And to clarify, the thing that a lot of people like to pull up, especially with some of these states who are trying to pass a sin tax on M-rated video games, is that video games have been shown to increase aggression. But have you ever looked at any of those studies?
1: I have never actually picked apart those studies, No, I'll admit, I normally dismiss them, and I should probably look deeper into them to see what exactly makes them factual, what doesn't, um, at what degree of accuracy were these surveys or research conducted, because I really don't know, so tell me about it.
0: I will tell you two things, and I think that this will very, very clearly explain the kind of studies that people are using when they're saying that violent video games have some sort of effect. On aggression right first off they consider very mundane forms of aggression including whether or not you would be willing after playing a violent video game to expose another person to a loud noise or if you would give somebody a hot sauce knowing that they don't like spicy food
1: i don't even see a correlation between the two and i certainly don't see a causation
0: there may be some sort of link between playing a violent video game And being competitive and therefore being willing to give somebody hot sauce or expose them to a loud noise. But I think it is outright ridiculous to say that either of those things could be a propensity for mass homicide.
1: I absolutely agree. Again, like a lot of these things seem to be really large stretches that don't actually have any sort of logical value to me. Right. So they could say that and. They could use giving someone hot sauce as an example of violent behavior when in itself I don't necessarily see how that relates to mass homicide. Even if we take video games away from this study in general, where does the link between that... And mass murder come from like for me it makes me dismiss the entire logic behind any study that is based and founded upon something so asinine and and silly for lack
0: of a better word to me at least totally fair now if i had to ask you saying that Playing a violent video game would cause somebody to expose another person to loud, irritating noises or give them hot sauce, knowing that they don't enjoy spicy foods. What kind of percentage do you think you would see as a variation after playing a violent video game versus not playing it? What what percentage of people do you think, on average, would expose people to loud, irritating noises or hot sauce? Less than 1%? It's less than 1%. It's 0.4%. It's not 50%. It's not, oh, we give we we let these people play violent video games and suddenly 50, 60, 80% are engaging in highly, let's say, unfriendly or competitive activities. It is 0.4%. That justifies in some way a link between video
1: games and, and
0: playing loud music to annoy people? What? That is the very definition of not substantial. It is not a substantial amount that actually do any of this. I would argue that at 0.4% variation, you could say that that was because one dude did it. It is so small that unless they did it on millions of people, it is not statistically relevant. Which means that even on the, and keep in mind that most studies do not show any link, but even on the studies that do show a link, they show 0.4%, which means there is no link
1: absolutely and if you look more closely at these research pools and the way that they conduct it for anyone that is familiar with statistics on like an academic level or has a higher understanding of it if you look closely you'll see this little thing called confidence interval a lot of times their confidence intervals are very low and what i mean by that is these studies are conducted and the math is is ran and they do all of the numbers and figures and they do it all But they do it with such a low confidence interval that basically on a professional level, you could normally take the results of those studies and basically throw them out of the window. If you were actually trying to do this as a professional statistician who was worried about, like, imagine these results actually had a life or death impact. That degree of confidence wouldn't be high enough for these studies to even count.
0: But what you end up finding is these very strange terms that show up in the news primarily. And that's really the thing, you'll see, this, you'll see these sound bites on the news, where they say that 90% of children play video games, right? And 85% of those video games contain some form of violence. The important thing to keep in mind here is that they're not talking about Gears of War, Mortal Kombat. They're also talking about Pokemon Go. Because that requires players to go into a battle.
1: And it's that sort of misunderstanding that is born out of, not all of the time, I'm not trying to overly generalize here, but many of the people that create these buzzwords or cover these topics, these issues, and are basically responsible for the whole idea of violence in video games causing violence in real life, are people that aren't always familiar with video games, right? These are people that don't really understand the difference in Gears of War and Pokemon Go. I mean, they they probably would tell you that they do, and they might read enough on Google to distinguish, you know, what a Pokemon battle is. But in reality, these are people that aren't active video game players. Does that make sense? Like, even though they may know about these video games, according to them, do they really? Because... Have you ever experienced it? Do you actually know it? Because I can know about guns, but if I've never actually shot one, that doesn't really make me an expert, does it?
0: It really doesn't. It is a old, outdated way of thinking. We saw this with R-rated movies. Oh, bloody movies are going to cause murders. And we saw this with music. We saw it with... Both rock music in the 50s, 60s, 70s, oh, it's going to cause murders. We saw it with DD in the 80s, oh, it's going to cause murders and witchcraft and Satanism. We saw it with rap music. Every single thing, they want to blame it on something else. And the problem is that video games are something that have been studied a lot. A lot. The fact is that most video games, uh, most studies on video games have shown that in actuality, crime rates go down. After the release of a popular video game, violent crimes go down because people are taking out their anger in the violent video games. They're not taking them out on people, which would, to me, show a direct opposite correlation that they reduce violence. Well, that's what most studies show. It reduces violence through the catharsis effect.
1: I suppose I could see your point there, but again, even in that scenario, I don't really see that as a valid direct refutation of anything because again, I see a a correlation doesn't mean I see a causation. So I mean, I see your logic in saying that, but at the same time, I can't sit here and say that that's true either. Like all of this seems to be based on correlation. Correlation does not equate to causation. And that is the largest problem that we have with these debates that are circling around right now is people reaching for results cherry-picking evidence to fit what they want to happen and that is the problem
0: i think what we can say very safely is that blaming any one type of medium is ridiculous because almost every single young male in america is playing a violent video game at some point this year and most of them are not committing crime. Absolutely. If you were to say that somebody was going to be violent and they were going to go out and murder people, a whole lot more YouTubers and a whole lot more games critics would be killers.
1: Right? I guess you and I would be serial killers by now, if that were the case, wouldn't we?
0: We play more violent video games than the average gamer. We play more games than the average gamer. We play a lot of games, and a lot of them are very, very violent. And in fact, some of them are so incredibly violent that we go, wow, this is this is quite a violent game, by the way, guys. And yet, even with that, we are not out there killing people, and neither are any of you watching this video, presumably. You also, most likely, play at least one violent video game, including Pokemon Go, which is a violent video game, by the way. So, If we're not out there doing this, then there is no correlation. There is no causation. There's nothing there to say that violent video games are causing these very serious tragedies. And I hate to bring up random numbers because it always sounds like I have an agenda here, but the FBI even says that only 20% of the people who have committed these horrible atrocities have any sort of gaming history, which means that 80% of them are not avid gamers in the first place. And yet they're still committing these tragedies. So, violent video games are not to blame, and we really need to just go ahead and put that down, they're not to blame. And when people say, these are what we need to be blaming, these violent video games, they're actively, actively choosing to redirect the discussion away from other, more controversial topics, and saying, no, no, We're going to talk about this because this is an easy thing. It's the same thing as saying, no, no, back in the 30s, it's all drug or it's all booze. Booze is the reason America's going down. We need to outlaw booze. And they did it for 10 years and crime didn't go down and murders went up. So uh, there's just got, they need something to grab onto and that's what it's going to be. They used to say that it was going to be marijuana. Do you remember seeing Reefer Madness? Yes, yes. People out there killing people and being essentially heroin addicts because they smoked a little weed. Or people going out there and murdering people and beating their wives because they're all drunk all the time. No matter what it is, they need to have some sort of a scapegoat and video games are it now. And you as gamers are the only people who can say, I play video games and I'm not murdering anyone. Absolutely.
1: I agree completely with your point about
0: deflecting and trying
1: to take attention away from the issues that are actually prevalent. It's really just a way for them to avoid having to talk about mental illness or crime in impoverished neighborhoods and things that might actually have causation instead of just correlation. These things are definitely correlated. That's been proven statistically already in many sociological studies and psychological studies. And these things actually might have a little causation to them, right? Whereas the video game argument really doesn't seem to have that at all. But it's a lot easier to point fingers at video games than it is those other more touchy issues. So I really do think that's at the heart of it. I still find it hilarious to think that Pokemon Go or games like that are identified as violent games. It really reminds me of like Potter Stewart and that really famous United States Supreme Court case where they were trying to decide what constituted pornography. And this was a Supreme Court justice that actually says, I know it when I see it. That was his explanation for saying that's pornography. There was nothing scientific about it. There was nothing factual about it it's just he knew it when he saw it and it's become one of the most famous things in u.s history for you know making a court decision based upon something like that and it really seems like violence in video games is heading down that same path like what is violence in video games well i don't know but i know it when i see it right and it doesn't seem to be based on anything
0: completely factual or with any sort of logical merit so what do you think i'd really like to know leave a comment down below and let us know what you think about violent video games and violence in video games whether or not it has some sort of effect on you as a gamer and what you feel about these people who are going out there and saying that violent video games are the cause and the root of all of these tragedies i'm very interested if you like this video go ahead and leave a like and share it and if you didn't then don't do either of those but if you did you can watch another video up there in the corner and as always we'll see you guys on the next one